Luke Younger and uh, Ben Murray back on the Going Blind podcast. Uh, we are right in front of Panera Bread, the pretty much one of the only places there is to eat here in our town, um, besides McDonald's. Uh, tonight we are going to be talking more about Ben's youngest daughter, Henrietta, and her story of going blind. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of our journey with her. I know it's. I know it hasn't been an easy one. Um, we're gonna kind of just cruise around town and 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 talk about talk about. Uh, talk about her story and, and where it started. So um, I guess where we start with that is when was the first time you thought Henrietta was losing her, her eyesight? What, what did, did she start saying, I can't see? Did she start running into walls? Uh, what, what was it that first gave you and uh, Maria the just the thought that maybe she can't see very well. Yeah, it, see, that's the thing. It's hard because she was she was probably two and a half when we started to pick up on it. But she so she wasn't really old enough to probably understand she couldn't see well. But you know, she would grab our phones and she put it right in front of her face. But we didn't think a lot about and, it because and like what what age are we talking about? Two two and a half early. Okay. You know, two and a half, late two and a half, maybe even at the beginning of two. But, I mean, kids pick up a phone or an iPad and put it right in front of their face, so we didn't yeah. think a lot about it. Yeah. And she'd watch TV, and she'd want to stand right in front of it. And so many times she'd tell kids back up because they just naturally want to get in front of it. But we never could get her to back up. And um, so, you know, this kept going on. And I don't know if your kids do this or anybody listening, but... And Shepard, my oldest daughter, she she went through a phase where she picked up everything in our house and everybody else's house <laughs> to look at. And she put it back down, but she you really... Mean, what do you mean? Like, you mean picking up, like, uh, something on a little table, like, yeah. like a vase or something like yeah. that? Yeah, any knick-knack, anything. Toy, knick-knack, it didn't matter what it was. Yeah. And she put it back down, but she grew out of that phase. And I kept wondering, <laughs> like, when's Henry going to grow out of this? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, we went to everybody's house, and I'm like, we're going to break something tonight. And uh, we, we've still not grown out of that because what we know now is she has to pick it up right in front of her eyes to see it. But, I mean, I, I was like, Maria, we're never going to grow out of this. We're going to break everything in these people's houses. Nobody's ever going to want us back over there. Um, we're going to be like the talk of the church. Um, but so we kept on, you know, and Henry's pretty clever. Like, we would we would do, like, eye tests at home because we thought, well, maybe she's she does have trouble and so we we'd pull her back on the couch away from the tv but we never muted the tv so we'd say who's that on the tv and it'd be mickey mouse clubhouse yeah. and so the voices are pretty distinct she'd say oh that's Minnie mouse yeah yeah but she would figure it out based on who was talking yeah and so at this point when you're when you're doing these things is she is she telling you hey i i can't see or, or she, she's only two and a half, three years old. Yeah, so she's, she's, just, she's just acting like she can see it. She's, she's doing what she knows is normal, right? What, what really made us realize it, um, we were at Homewood Park walking across a field, and there was a couple with a dog, um, just like our Maria's brother and his wife. They have a golden doodle, and they had a 
a miniature golden doodle and we were about 20 feet away and we said look at the dog and he was small but not super small I mean about 20 pounds and she kept saying what dog I mean and we could see it plain as day and it wasn't until we got within a foot of the dog that she could tell there was a dog oh wow and so you know we took notice of that and but then as her and Ann Shepard were playing in the park that day and she's probably three at the time now she would get off the slide Maria and I were sitting off to the side she would get off the slide and take off running as soon as she got off the slide and just yelled mom and dad never know where we are um and we realized then she didn't know where we were but she's just running she doesn't know where to look where to go she's just running waiting for us to answer and then she would stop and call for us and we would go to her so is this moment at the playground like did this hit you and maria like like okay there's something wrong going on it was immediate that was a saturday like your eyes were opened yeah monday i called to make an appointment and we thought you know, and at the time we thought she needs glasses. I mean, yeah. you know. Yeah. But I, I distinctly remember. Um, so did you call on Monday morning at like an eye doctor? Yeah, I called an eye doctor. So based off of my situation, I called my eye doctor's assistant and got the name of a pediatric eye doctor here in Birmingham and called and made an appointment. Now, this was in April, and we didn't get an appointment until June 20th. Um, wow. That's just how many people, you know, there were ahead of us. And, so, you know, we thought, hey, we just need, that she just needs glasses. And that, as we look back, there are things now that we realize were signs that she couldn't see. There was a time I distinctly remember, Henrietta's, she's pretty spunky, as you know, and yeah. she's pretty stubborn sometimes, which, which will serve her well, but I'll never forget, I got down on my knees because she had disobeyed, and I said, Henrietta, look at me. And she said, I am, but she's looking above me and I thought Henrietta was being rude just not wanting to look at my eyes I said look at my eyes and she said I am but she's not she's looking above me well that's how Henrietta sees right now yeah she doesn't see through her central vision she sees with her peripheral through the bottom of her eyes so she looks above you and I remember getting so frustrated and her getting so frustrated and that was a pivotal moment of when I look back now that she was looking in my eyes but I felt like she was being a typical three-year-old yeah for sure I mean right now I mean when you Henrietta looks at you, it's almost like she's looking at your forehead. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, you don't feel like she's making eye contact with you. And it's still hard for us to remember that. Like, hey, she's looking at us. And, and you've picked up, you and Kendall have picked up on it. Um, you know, when she's talking to y'all or your kids. Yeah. And, yeah. You know. That's um, how she sees us. It's almost like she's kind of looking at the ceiling. Yeah. You know, like, but she, that's, I guess she's. Like you said, she's using the peripheral, like the bottom of her eye, to, right? To see. So. so you know, we so we called in April, and you know, we like I said, we never. Now Henry had been; she had had at this point, she had fallen three different times on playgrounds at daycare and had a concussion, like a mild concussion, or almost, you know, or a serious fall to her head. Um, that they feel was due to deaf perception. Now that they know her eye condition, but we got. So we go to the the first eye appointment. And they, you know, they do some tests. And she's three, so she doesn't know her alphabet. So it's hard, but they have a way they can look in your eye and tell if you need glasses. But the doctor comes in and she's doing some tests. And she said, "Yeah, I think." Before she even looked in her eye to see if she need glasses, she said, "I think we're going. She's probably going to need glasses based off of these tests. She's not seeing these things." And so she did that. She did the little test. She said, "Well." She doesn't need glasses. 
And um, so then they dilated her eyes. And this is where the situation with my eyes, it gave Maria and I a little bit of eye knowledge. And yeah. So she kind of made a comment, and there was something off with her optic nerves. Um, you know, she was commenting to her assistant. We're like, okay, well, that that's not a good sound. And she said, well, we're going to need to do an MRI. I have a feeling that what's going on is a brain tumor causing her. And this is an eye doctor saying this? Yeah. Because a so, lot of times what what's causing the, the optic nerves to be the way they were and the vision loss yeah. is a mass behind the eyes. So wait, so does an eye doctor, should an eye doctor be, be saying something like that without first having an MRI? Like, I mean, we're... Well, that a lot of times can be that can be the symptom of. So she the told you. So she told y'all this. Did, did y'all were y'all just freaked out at that point? Oh or? yeah. And, and you know we're we're just you know that's the worst case. You know we feel like is a brain tumor. You know you never you never want to hear a tumor. And, no. You know and Maria and the girls were going to Gulf Shores that afternoon after the doctor, and I was going to stay back and work for the week. So that made for a. You know, because they're not going to do an MRI that day. Yeah. yeah. They say, well, we'll call you. And so the MRI is not going to be for another week. And, you know, you're wanting to get the MRI done that day and all kinds of stuff. So it's just, it was just a, uh, a long week. And, and then, you know, when your family's gone, you think of all the worst case things. And Maria's down there with the girls and they're trying to have fun. And, you know, we're trying to keep Henrietta and Ann Shepard from knowing, you know, what could go on? What could be happening? And, and and Maria and I knew the reality of when your vision gets, your vision doesn't usually recover. You know, it's not like breaking a leg where your leg heals. Yeah. Your vision doesn't usually come back. So I sat at home a lot that week with the realization of, man, Henry's, her vision's this bad now. It's not going to get better. If it is a brain tumor and they can get rid of it, well, her vision won't come back. So then, okay, so the next step was to have the MRI. Yeah, so we had the MRI, and, um, and fortunately, and praise the Lord, that she did not have a brain tumor, um, which was, I mean, you know, the best news possible. Yeah, yeah. You know, she still had vision loss. We still were dealing with that, but we can deal with that, right? Yeah. Um, it's not fun, um, but life goes on, you know. The brain tumor is a lot more serious, and so, so we're figuring out, still trying to figure out why is, why are we having vision loss? Now we we had some trouble with the doctor. Trying took us five days to finally hear back from the doctor that she didn't have a brain tumor. We didn't even get a call. Unfortunately, our pediatrician went in and read the file. But when we finally got a call, we said, "Well, what? Then what's causing the vision loss?" She said, "Well, you can go to my my partner for a second opinion." So we went to her partner. So was she not confident in giving a diagnosis? She she acted like she she really acted nonchalant about it. Mm-hmm. Um, her and Maria did not have a real great conversation about it. She really acted as if she didn't want to pursue trying to give a diagnosis. Mm-hmm. Wow. So we went to her partner. She was going out of town. She really didn't want to mess with it, it felt like. We went to her partner, and Henrietta because things are darker to her, does not like it when it's real dim. And so we've been at the doctor for three hours, and he comes in. And, and this is a shortened version, but anyway, 
he's talking to us. And so Henrietta's three at the time. She's been held down to get eye drops, and she she's really loving this eye appointment. I can imagine. And so his response for her vision loss is that she has a behavioral disorder that we need to go see a counselor for. So is he based, is he saying that she really doesn't have vision loss? Yeah, that she, there's really she's, nothing she's, wrong with she's her fake, eyes. She's faking it. Yeah, there's really nothing wrong with her eyes. She just needs to go to a counselor, um, a psychologist, to help with behavior disorder. Um, and so that's going to fix her situation. Yeah. Um, because, you know, in my opinion, most three-year-olds know how to fake not being able to see. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's funny because, I mean, that just made me think about last week when we were at the beach hanging out in the pool. Uh, you had gone up back up to the condo, and uh, it was Kendall, me, and, and Eli down at the pool, and Henrietta said, hey, Dad, to a man that walked up. And, uh, you know... Because it, it was just a, another it man. Was just a, it was just a guy. Um, yeah. You know, uh, and, you can't fake that. And and I and I looked at her and I just thought, man, she thinks that's Ben. And then uh, he had to. And then he got he got a little closer and she said, "Oh, you're not my daddy." But right. but she said that, you know, he was probably maybe. I mean, he wasn't far away. He was probably eight nine feet right uh, from from her. And so, uh, obviously, like you know, she she can't she cannot see right. You know? So. You know, I mean, like, and so it's not a behavioral. I mean, obviously. so so this doctor says, "Hey, you guys need to get her to see a count." So, did you guys take that seriously? Did did y'all? Well, were y'all kind of in doubt at this point? Like, okay, what the heck do we do? No, I mean, so our next response was, "Well, that's what we need to do." So, so she tell her that she can see, basically. Is well, that- no, we were gonna, you know, we start trying to figure out. Okay, we've got to find because we had to go to find a specific counselor for this situation. So we called our pediatrician. I called our pastor um, at the church to ask if he knew of a counselor this way. And we happened to have vacation Bible school this week. And a friend of ours at church, um, her son played baseball with another eye doctor, pediatrician, pediatric eye doctor here in Birmingham. And Henrietta literally had her face in the snack bowl trying to pick out marshmallows. <laughs> and she said, that's not, that's not normal. She said, I'm calling his wife. And so she called him. Maria said that? No, the friend at church. Oh, okay. And um, she said, I'm going to call his wife tonight. And he said, have him call my office tomorrow. And so we went to see him the next week. And he was very patient and gentle with Henrietta and took his time. And he looked and he dilated her eyes and looked. And he started asking us questions saying does she do this and his questions were actually answers to things that she was doing knowing the diagnosis and he said she has optic atrophy she has optic nerve atrophy her optic nerves are 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 dying well he said it's a classic example like you can see it in her optic nerves and so at this point we're so excited to get a diagnosis we're at children's hospital and we're so excited to get a diagnosis. We had to walk back across the hospital through to the parking deck. And, you know, I, we drove separately. I was going to work. We're so excited to get a diagnosis. We It hadn't even hit us yet. Yeah. Like, because we've been told there's nothing wrong. We've been told she has a brain tumor. Then the relief she doesn't. Uh, go to my partner. She's got a behavioral disorder. Now we got a, we got a diagnosis. 
that we finally got Ann Shepard and Henrietta in the car, and then we just began to weep out in the parking deck of, she's going to go blind. Yeah. Like, So did he, did he say that, like she's losing her sight? Well, he told it at the time. He was like, I, I don't even know enough about what's going on to tell you anything. No. He's like, I want to take some time and research her situation, research this, give me a couple of days to really, like I really want to study her to tell you more like he was like I don't I don't know enough about it right now I, yeah. but I won't I don't want to lead y'all down the wrong road yeah. Yeah. and I mean which we appreciate like hey you don't know the answers that's fine um, he, man he's been he was great because <clears throat> Henry had been in the hospital with a super high fever when she was 18 months old and a really bad virus that we never really understood what it was so we thought maybe that could have been the cause um, but we didn't know and so you know, so it's still at this point we know she has optic nerve atrophy. We know her optic nerves are dying, which is not a good thing. Her eyes are perfect. Like they do those little tests that they do at school where they look in your eyes. You know, even the tests where they check to see if you have neat glasses. Her eyes are fine. It's what goes in her eyes stops because it never gets to her brain because of her optic yeah. nerve. Yeah. yeah. So she had a bad week, and her doctor here in Birmingham wanted us to go see a friend of his at Vanderbilt and um, he was going out of the country so they said we called him he said go to Vanderbilt and we went and saw the head of the neuro ophthalmology department for pediatrics up there <coughs> and as soon as he came in he said this is a classic example he said I cannot believe these doctors called them by name in Birmingham this is diagnosis yeah I mean knows them personally he said the fact that she looks up and over you is the classic example of optic nerve atrophy. He said her she has one of the worst cases of any child at age three. She was age four at the time that I've ever seen. Wow. And so And this y'all were up at up at uh, We were Vanderbilt Nashville. at the time, yeah, in okay. Nashville. And so, you know And so you are sitting there at this point I'm assuming you feel confident in the diagnosis they're giving you. Yeah. Um, and but also it's hard to hear what, what he's yeah, saying. Yeah, it's hard to hear, but, you know, it's one of those, it's like, we, you don't want to find out something's wrong, but you want to know what it is, at yeah, least. Yeah. You know, because you don't think you're crazy. Well, especially with, I mean, you go from, you know, the, the, them saying that it's a, uh, you know, they, they might need glasses, she might need glasses, to, you know, it's a behavioral issue. Uh, you know, it, it, you've got so many different things told to you that, right. that it could be so and at this point my doctor that has treated me has gotten involved because we couldn't get a diagnosis and has he we took her to he, she's grown up at his office like literally the day before i went in to see him we found out henrietta was pregnant for the day before i saw him the first maria, time maria was pregnant maria found out she was pregnant with henrietta the, yeah, yeah and so from the time she was born she's known him this is the first doctor she's eye doctor she's ever behaved for. Well, he examined her under anesthesia so that they could get a clear picture of her eye, and get. So now we've gotten a diagnosis from three doctors. Finally. So then your doctor basically <clears throat> verified what the Vanderbilt doctor said. Right. Okay. Um, but we still don't know what's caused this, and so. Um, but you know, so okay, so I think probably what listeners want to know is. Yes, so she can see she can see a little bit now, 
uh, it, but is it guaranteed that she is she's getting worse? Is it a one hundred percent guarantee? Yes. Well, so we know what's caused it now, which I'm, I'm not okay. about okay. to take. But at this point, we've left Vanderbilt and don't know. Um, but at this point, we we don't know, and so we we went Maria and Henrietta and Maria's dad went to Boston to see the top pediatric neuro ophthalmologist in the country. Yeah, and um, <clears throat> she said the same thing about her progression being one of the farthest, you know, one of the worst progressions at her age. Um, and she she had recommended that we do genetic testing. Um, but at that point, she was able to do some tests to find out that Henrietta has no central vision. Was it genetic testing based on because of you? No. Oh. Ours was totally separate. Gotcha. Just because nothing else seemed to show a cause. So you, so you, your blindness and Henrietta's blindness totally are completely separate. different and just a coincidence. Yeah. And in fact... Um, she does have a genetic mutation, which I'll talk about in a second. It's not from me. So, so, so y'all did y'all did the genetic testing? Yeah. Okay. And it's it's not from me or Maria. It's just a. It is somewhere in the genes. It's just a mutation, but it's not. Okay. It's not a um, inherited one. But so, um, the test in Boston showed her central vision is gone. She sees some of her peripheral. But what she sees with her peripheral vision is 2800. 2020 is what's the best vision you have. What do you mean by 2800? So, 2060, if you have worse than 2060, you're not allowed to drive. That's blurry. Like, you don't see far out. So, 2800, everything's a blur. So, what she sees is a complete blur. So, that's why when you see her looking at a phone, it's like smack dab against her eye. Yeah, yeah. so she doesn't see much. So we come back. Um, they come back from Boston. We do genetic testing. Um, she does have what's called autosomal dominant optic atrophy, where she will continue. Um, she's progressively getting worse. Um, hopefully, it, there's a, there's hope that it won't. Um, Henry's kind of an abnormal case because most people with this type of mutation aren't as um, bad as she is. I mean, most people that we've talked to her that have bad vision are around 2200 to 2400. 20, Henry's at 2800 at five years old. So, so that number, the higher the number, the worse. The worse it is. Okay. So, so could she get to 3000 or over 3000? She could get just yeah, just go where it's. Okay. Gotcha. Um, <clears throat> so, where what vision I have left, I'm at 2100. Okay. So you know where I have a little bit of central, but, um, you know, so Henry, you know, there's a struggle for us because Henry has a little bit of vision and she, she doesn't, she wants to use it, but she's not very effective with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's, so there's our stories of Henry has a little bit of vision, but hasn't seen the world like I have as she's going blind where I've seen the majority of the world as, and I'm going blind. Um, but I wish there was that part where she could see more. Yeah. But she can. Um, and so there, it's every day it's a battle for us because there's that struggle for, for me and Maria to be angry with the doctors that missed the diagnosis. But it wouldn't. Even if they had gotten it right that day, her vision would not be any better today yeah. Yeah. if they had gotten that. But so we have that battle of being bitter over that. But, 
you know, Henrietta's attitude is, hey, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be fine. And, and for me, as her dad, like, it gives me a lot of strength to say, hey, I'm losing my vision, but, man, my five-year-old daughter, she's cool. And it encourages me a lot to realize I'm going blind, and so is my daughter, but she's got a much better attitude about this than I do. Yeah. Um, you know, there, there's parts of me that I'm like, man, she won't drive. Um, there's days that it hits us, like the other day, her and Ann Shepard had gone to Target with Maria and bought these little dollar notebooks, and she wanted to give it to a friend. And Shepard said, well, you can keep it. And she said, Ann Shepard, I don't know. I can't write. I don't know how to write. I can't see to write. You know, and those little things will hit you. And, and I know there's people um, that have kids that, that have never been able to experience that either, and so it's hard for them too. And, and there's people dealing with, with things that, that are, their stories are, are different um, and are bad too. Yeah, but I don't think it takes away from from how difficult it is. I mean, right? Yeah, I mean that that would be incredibly difficult for me. I think I think anybody. I mean, every one of us has the desire for our kids to to grow up and, and be able to do the the basic things. I mean, you don't, you it's just you assume it, right? We, yeah. We take so much for granted, uh, and until it's taken from us, right? Yeah. But she, I'm telling you, she. She, she's been very, we're very fortunate to have some great people in her life, some great teachers, um, great um, people that are, are helping her to learn and to move forward in life and to, to do, you know, live life to the fullest. Um, and, and she's very resilient. She does not care anything about learning Braille, but she she is. <laughs> yeah. You know, if she would be more willing, she would be, she would be able to learn a little faster, I think, but She's also she's also five though too you know which yeah. is I mean uh, you know our son's almost four I just I can imagine it's just hard it's hard that that age, at that age to get some kids to do things yeah you know, it's it's not it's not like this is it's not like you're asking them to you know go play in the backyard or right. or, or watch something they want to watch on TV you're asking them to focus and and you know learn and, and it's it's not an easy thing for a kid to do. And it's not natural. And, and for her, she doesn't understand. She says, well, I can see. And she can see if she has something in 72 font. And yeah. that's not realistic to have a book written in 72 font to learn yeah. how to read with. Yeah. Um, so she, she says, but, not, you know, my friends aren't learning Braille. And she's got a sweet little friend at school that um, who has a sister with visual impairments that is learning Braille with her, which has been great. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and you know, she's had. We have friends that have come along, just our family too, that have just taken on things like that. But um, you know, that's Henry's going to be resilient, and, and so that's part of why you know you and I are doing this podcast, just for for people to understand that life moves forward, and um, there's going to be days that suck, um, and, and we have times in our family that we get down like. Henrietta really wants to play soccer, but it's not real safe for her to get out there with yeah. a bunch of kids because she doesn't see them coming at her. Yeah. So, but she's pretty content to get out and just run around on the field and kick a ball yeah. and think she's playing a game. So, um, I don't know. I don't have a lot left for this no, episode. Well, we'll pray, praise the Lord for her attitude. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, as, as we wrap up here, I think what I, what I was going to ask is... Uh, so you got, uh, did, did the doctor, 
give you guys any uh, indication as to how how bad it could get for her. Like, could she get to the point where she can't see at all? Is she that, could. Yeah, that that's that's the probable outcome. Is that she'll become where literally she has to. She has no. I don't. I guess I don't know the technical word for it, but she has. She no, has no usable vision. No usable. Well, she really doesn't have usable vision now, but she won't have. Um, so she'll. So she'll have to learn 100% how to use a walking cane. Walking cane. Yeah. Uh, maybe have to have an, an animal, a dog, or something like that. Yeah, to she help may. Her. She she would like to eventually get a guide dog when she yeah. gets older. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, she she will definitely be a full braille reader. She she will not be able to use print to read or anything so yeah she she more than likely um, at the progression that she's going will not be able to see uh, much longer well cool so um, I guess that's a wrap on uh, episode two Uh, we'll be back next week with some more uh, some more fun and uh, interesting stories from Ben's life uh, just about uh, what it's like to be him every single day and uh, We'll see you guys soon. Have a good week.